Hello, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. Well, welcome to part two with Josh Marsingill. We're going to continue last week's talk about encounters. And in fact, I've asked Josh if he will lead us in an encounter so that we can have our own experience. I know we're both celebrating arms raised. Yes, because I think it's where it's all about. But before we can actually get to that part, I figure we actually need to talk a little bit about what an encounter is and where is it in the Bible. But um, Josh, I also forgot to ask you this last week, right? So in the in your bio, I mm-hmm. talked to we we said that you're a graduate of the Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry, and you also are the media manager there, but that you also are a certified financial sozo counselor. So yeah. before we jump into the encounters, because I totally last week's episode was so great, I just completely forgot that. Can you tell us what a fi- I know what sozo is, but tell me what a financial sozo. So Donna De Silva actually has a husband, Stephen De Silva, and he is—he uh, was the accountant for 25 years, I think, at Bethel uh, Reading. And so they, of course, are—you know—Donna De Silva is the uh, kind of the, the behind-the-scenes person for Sozo, and she uh, helped establish that ministry with Teresa Liebscher. And um, so Stephen's uh, ministry kind of grew from Sozo, uh, but taking Sozo tools into uh, the, you know, like a coaching kind of situation. So it's a it's a mixture. So you use Sozo tools, but you you do a little finance financial coaching as well. So you kind of you, you you leave people with a smart goal or, or something like like that. And smart meaning, you know, specific, measurable. Um, achievable kind of thing so um and so it's it's also prayer but and facilitated prayer like a sozo but it's uh, just that added component of uh, i want to specifically go after finances and financial breakthrough breakthrough i love it i love it breaking off those poverty mindsets those poverty spirits those i love it fabulous Brilliant. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, and then I won't have to think to ask you later, I want to talk about in your book, we, you talk about that without encounters, the Bible wouldn't have a plot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, I mean, wow, what a wildly supernatural book uh, the Bible really truly is. I mean, from page one, uh, there's encounters uh, with Adam and Eve walking with God in, in the garden. And again, uh, just to remind everyone, the, an encounter, the way I'm defining it is it's a moment where you just know, you know that you know that God is real. So whatever that looks like uh, for you, um, it, can, it can be a whole lot of different things. Um, but, you know, we see uh, Isaiah going up in a, uh, Elijah going up in a chariot of fire. And I mean, there's just wild encounters throughout the Bible. Uh, Mary, uh, mother of Jesus, has an encounter uh, with an angel that, um, you know, and, and she has an experience where she conceives of Jesus Christ. So encounters really do uh, lead us from a place of, they, they empower us and, and put something underneath us that brings soundness into our lives. Yeah, yeah it, it's so good. I mean, the entire, and you said this in your book too, the entire Bible is a book of encounters. And mm-hmm. so if somebody's saying, well, 
encounter is real? Are they biblical? Uh, yeah, right. from Genesis <laughs> to Revelation. I'm here to tell you. Um, and last week we talked about your book. We talked about encounters. That's what we're continuing to talk about. And we'll tell people at the end of the show how they can get um, a copy of your book. Um, but I want to talk about, you had, had a bunch of different things that you talked about in the book. And can you talk to us about presence versus encounter and what the difference is? So presence, um, if it was your first time experiencing the presence, um, and honestly, even talking about the presence, you're probably beginning to experience it. God is so generous with his presence. It's wonderful. But the first time you're experiencing that is an encounter. Um, you know, there's an upgrade from that one-time experience, and that's when you begin to live in the presence. And um, so from, from that, um, uh, you know, knowing God and having that, that, that feeling of his being around you, maybe the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you get little tingles or, um, you know, there's, there's a physical, tangible feeling, and that is the presence, um, which, like I said, is an encounter initially. Um, but what the presence does is it encourages encounters because mm -hmm. I mean, now you're really sitting in it. You're sitting in the reality of God. And so within a worship service uh, at your church or anything like that, that's a, that's just a place that is pregnant with encounter because you're, you're experiencing the presence there. Yeah. I, I, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, it's like, sometimes we stop short at mm -hmm. just the presence. Like, oh, I felt God, but we have to contend and push in. Just so not be satisfied, I think, just with the presence because yeah. he has so much more. He wants to encounter us. Right, right. We've been deceived into believing that God's got some short, short supply up there. And, you know, he's just barely, it's, you know, we're getting the crumbs off the table or something. And none of that's true. It's absolutely not true. And when we begin to acknowledge um, uh, the reality of God and press into the presence, the presence means, oh, that means there's yeah. something else here. I can, I can ask God a question. I can, I've been thinking, I, I have this question, you know, however, you know, you want to press into that, do that because God is giving you a solid invitation into more. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. There was um, another part of the book that you were talking about. It's, it's actually pretty early on, but I was like, Oh, this is getting good. And um, so you, you were talking about Mary conceiving just a little bit mm -hmm. earlier and this concept of perceiving versus conceiving. So can I, can I read this little bit that I have right here? That all right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, in fact, you were talking about the importance of encounters and variety of encounters in this thing. And you talk about, um, encounters are tailored specifically, uh, to us for God's purposes on the earth. And then you talk about Mary and you said she, she never would have been the first Christian without that encounter. She was the first to conceive mentally and physically of Christ being alive in her. Wow. And I'm just saying, wow, because you wrote it, but wow, right? <laughs> that, that, but that's just one part of the wow, because then here's this sentence that I'm like, I got it highlighted. I have it underlined. I have it tabbed, right? Because I'm like, I got to tell my husband, this is such good. So many prophets perceived the Savior would come, but Mary conceived the Savior had come with the help of her encounter. And then you say this, neither can we conceive on our own. We need moments of encounters to conceive, otherwise we just perceive. Yes, yeah, I mean, people are- Stop the uh, mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, one thing I've learned 
uh, having become a Christian is how frequent and um, uh, I run into Christians who are living off their parents' faith and God bless them. Uh, but that is so challenging. I, I can't even imagine how, how difficult that is. There's, you know, God is not desiring for you to have to live that way. I just want to encourage anyone that is experiencing that. Um, totally okay. I mean, perceiving is righteous. You know, there's a righteousness in that. But conceiving is a whole nother world of like freedom and, and having the, your own ground to stand on and not someone that you're reaching for, like from your pastor or something like that. Uh, you know, you still need community like God is a community. So he's, he's showing that to us. Uh, so clearly, you know, all of this has to do with with uh, connecting with others. But um, we need to have our own experiences with God. So that we have, so that we have a, a soundness of being. I mean, think of the confidence you can have. Like, from, if you thought about the encounters that you've had, and you begin to celebrate them. It creates confidence. That's been a real struggle in my life. Confidence. So yeah. I've definitely noticed when God has brought His own confidence to the table, and then just just served me a meal of it. You know, so that I could be blessed and be strong and and yeah. go forward. Well, and I think, I think a lot of people struggle. You talked, you talked in here too about, um, uh, rejection and lack of confidence in your life. And I think actually if people are truthful and honest with themselves, that to different levels of degrees that they have struggled with some of those same things. And I know mm-hmm. in my own life, like everybody's like, you're so confident to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I have just learned the way God works. I've understood mm-hmm. his that when he speaks to me, I have to obey. And so it's the fear of not obeying God versus the fear of what will people think that that's what makes me look brave, but it's really understanding that partnership. And, um, you, I was going to ask you, I want to go in this one direction, but I'm like, I have this plan over here. So I'm going to, I'm going to go in the direction that the Holy Spirit is prompting me. And then we might come back around and then we'll do the activation because you were talking about this, the concept of, um, the rejection and the lack of confidence in you Mm -hmm. that, um, that love dare book, which is for couples. Right. And, uh, that every time you were like, why is God bringing this up? Like, I'll give it away. I'll do this. But then when you were talking about the, um, going to dinner with God. Right. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. One of the <laughs> activation exercises that I have people do in my book is have some coffee with Jesus. Now I don't do awesome. coffee, so I do tea, but, but mm-hmm. like sitting down and having a conversation, like I loved that yeah. encounter that you had with yeah. him in this yeah. Asian fusion restaurant where you ordered <laughs> him a kid's meal. And I'm just that whole just that whole thing of, okay, well, I should only order one drink so that the person behind the counter and, you know, and just how, and then you're like, okay, God, well, what do I do with this meal? But how, how good and how loving and how kind he was to encounter you in the middle of a restaurant that was actually closed and nobody else was there, but you actually had dinner with God. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) Oh, thanks. And you're, you're really blessing my heart, but yeah, that is, that is definitely something that's for everyone. He wants us to know that he deeply loves us. He is setting a meal for us. Um, but yeah, just little little prophetic acts like that. Even I realized I could do, you know, intentionally if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely got led into that experience, which is beautiful. But God is inviting us to have our own intentionality into those. Uh, we have a sanctified imagination. I mean, Christ Christ's mind belongs to us. We have access to it. 
Um, so, you know, we have a right to experience a, a really genuinely good and godlike imagination that's allowing us to experience the Father. It's all about relationship. It's not, you know, it's not about gaining necessarily power, even though that comes as a kind of side of effect, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, having faith puts you in a place where you believe that God can heal people, yes. for example. So there's a kind of power that comes along with, with encounters, but that's, yes. that's because God is supplying our needs. That's so good. And that, that, that is um, all about relationship is the thing that I say over and over and over again on my podcast. Anybody that's listened awesome. for any amount of time um, is that the prophetic is all about relationship, relationship right. with God first, right? Encounters mm-hmm. are all about relationship with God. He wants to reveal his heart, his character, his nature to us so that we can understand it so that we can, as you say in your book, do it for others. Cause it's Definitely. not just about us. Definitely. Like in the way that we have seen God, uh, heal us or set us free like from rejection in my in my case and in depression <clears throat> I know that he can do that not just for others and I love it when God does it for others I'll I'll take time you know to help someone have the breakthroughs that I have I, if I see them grabbing for it you know um, but I mean it's even uh, for nations you know it's for uh, communities like uh, you think about uh, an organization um, can have mannerisms uh, that are terrible, you know? Uh, so why not have Christ-like mannerisms as well so they could be more generous or kind on the earth? And I think, you know, organizations are actually, there's kind of a revival in the business world where they're reaching out for some of that stuff and they're actually finding it to be profitable. And um, so literally the experiences that you've had inside of you that you've, that you've met with God and you know him to be real, those are transferable to all kinds of uh, real situations throughout the world, anywhere, uh, whether it's India or our uh, next door neighbor. Um, you can you you can solve the deficits of this world from heaven's supply. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to live from there is is um, that that's what that's what we're you know encouraged yeah. to do as Christians. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. So last two questions, mm-hmm. I think depends on if the Holy Spirit interrupts before we get into <laughs> the actual activation words you're going to lead us through. So you talk about different types of encounters, subjective, objective, tangible, intangible. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I, I brought that up on, um, on purpose because I think a lot of people dismiss um, little experiences with God and those are wildly valuable. So just because you can't prove it, or there wasn't someone else there that witnessed it. Um, I think that's still a very, very valuable encounter. So um, whether it's subjective um, or it's objective, objective um, uh, being like, you know, other people are experiencing what you're experiencing, or it's just you that had the experience. Both of those are equally valuable. And sometimes, you know, it's interesting, but when we have a value for it, it, it invites us into more like the people that were around Jesus when God called him, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. Uh, some of them heard thunder and lightning and things like that, but other, others actually heard what God said about his son. And so um, that, that comes from uh, being uh, open and available to what God is um, giving to the earth. That's so good. Um, okay. So my last question is, you know, when, Last episode, we talked about that you had 365 days of encounters. And, and so I want to just kind of say that for those that haven't read the book yet, that are going to get the book, that it was that those encounters came from you reading the scripture. 
Yeah. I said, the Lord, after I, he, he labored on this for a time where he just told me I, I needed to read the Bible. And finally, uh, you know, from day one, I had a Bible reading plan and I started on day one. And before I woke up that morning, the Lord knew what I would do. <laughs> He's so generous. Um, and he gave me a dream that I woke up to uh, that morning. That was the first really profound encounter. Um, the dream kind of scared me. Um, but, uh, the, the Lord told me, don't be afraid. The dream was about unity. I'm trying not to get into it cause it's too long of a story, but, yeah, uh, it's in the book. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so he woke me up and the dream was so intimidating cause I was like, can the body of Christ ever actually do that? And, uh, I would lack faith. And the Lord said, I don't want you to be afraid. And he asked me to clap my hands three times. And um, I was like, clap my hands. What am I going to do that for? But, um, you know, he asked me. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I clapped. And as I did, um, an open vision of, of heaven and all the angels was right in front of me. And I, I watched them clap with me. And they just at the exact moment, uh, there was no like um, little off clap or anything. It was all exactly at the same timing. Um, they clapped with me and it was just so powerful. It was so profound and it scared fear out of, out of my life, you know, for the rest of the year. And I just continued to experience God all that year. And, and some moments were really profound. Some were, were um, you know, I, I, I had the Bill Johnson thing where I, where I got electrocuted. I've heard of other people having that as well. It's, it's uh, you know, at night and that was actually a good thing. It's hard to explain, but it was just like, God, do whatever you want. He convinced me of that even before I made the decision, which I thought was, that's another sign of his generosity, but there were just so many wonderful moments with him. That's so good. That's so good. Well, and that is going to lead us actually into where you're going to lead us into a guided encounter of our own so that we can experience it so that we can do the stuff. You're going to activate this. In fact, this it's probably awesome. already activated in people's lives and they just don't realize it, but we're going to be yeah. intentional about it for those of us that want an encounter and those of us that have never had an encounter. So it's just for everybody. So I'm going to turn it over to you for whatever you need to do right now and uh, lead us please josh i'm gonna read a scripture real quick it's okay. colossians 1 um i'm just gonna read it from the passion translation um it says uh christ's resurrection is your resurrection too <laughs> isn't that awesome okay. this is this is why we are to yearn for all that is above for that's where christ sits enthroned at the place of all power honor and authority yes Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. I mean, what Paul is unfolding there is, 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 is this reality of being seated in heavenly places. And what he's encouraging you to do is actually utilize your imagination to, to have faith and believe that you're there and participate with the truths that you found in the, in the word that tell us about what that, uh, what that experience could be like. So what, what this activation is, is it's, it's real simple. Go ahead and kind of like, if you're, if you're familiar with Sozo, you can close your eyes and uh, I'm going to basically facilitate a prayer here. Okay. Um, so, um, so you, if you, so you'll just imagine yourself now, even just in the throne room of God, and um, and just take a minute and and take a look around and and, and just kind of pick up what you're seeing 
what you're experiencing. And, and so as you're doing that, um, uh, which by the way, I would love to hear about later. So take notes for sure. Um, but uh, so go ahead and with your right hand, um, just notice Jesus has your right hand. Just let him have your right hand. And he says to you, he says, I'm your advocate. And then on your left hand, Father God has your left hand. He says, I'm your defender. And then I want you to breathe in real deep. That's the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm your counselor. And if you've been facing any kind of troubles lately or anything like that, you know what? Go ahead and bring them into the throne room. Um, because in this place, this is where God's supply can just completely give you a new perspective on it. And so that's what the counsel is there for. That's what the advocacy is there for. That's what the defender is there for. Um, so this is actually a safe place to work through things. And that's what Paul is trying to convince us that we have access to do. We can take places, t take our needs into a place of abundance and um, put them before the Lord. We're not putting them before the accuser. We won't hear from him in that place, in this place. And so this is, and um, so if you, if you want to now, just go ahead and, and take a look back down on your, you know, you're in heaven, heavenly places. So look back down from the throne room on your situation and just and take a look at, at what that looks like now from this perspective. You have God's peace. You have God's love. You have God's provision. So all the deficits that are on the earth, all the all the corruption, anything that you faced from like a friend or someone that you know you trusted, but they you know they didn't do something well with you or any anything like that. Take a look back on those kind of difficult situations from this heavenly perspective, knowing that you're fighting from victory instead of towards it, like my friend Graham Cook says. Um, to just take a minute, moment and I, you know, I believe wholeheartedly in journaling. So much comes out when we're journaling and it gives our brains kind of time to, to catch up with our, our mind and we can process things and stuff like that. So I highly encourage you to um, just begin to journal some of what you're experiencing. And uh, if you don't have the answers, guess what? It's totally okay. And this is a perfect place to not have all the answers because you can just ask the counselor or you can ask the advocate or you can ask your defender and um, they'll lovingly bring you into a place of truth. And you may be surprised at some of the things that you hear as well. You may hear profound um, truths, um, but you're going to find them grounded in scripture because this is God's precious place. He loves this place. This is the place where he um, defends you, you know, and comes to your rescue and restores you. Um, his intentionality and his purposes can be found in this place. But all of them, all of them are going to be a part of his precious word because his precious word um, is really just um, inviting people into the experience of this relationship with him. This is a part, this is an asset, a tool that you can use on a regular um, basis. And so I, I just want to encourage you to read Colossians 3.1 if you need to again and just um, begin to believe and, and utilize your imagination whenever possible. And I, right now, 
Um, the next thing that we can do to kind of take advantage of this moment is um, anything that's on your heart, just go ahead and ask Holy Spirit. So good. I'm just believing he's speaking to you right now. And just, just whatever he's telling you, ask him, you know, uh, kind of in a sozo way, ask him, uh, are there any lies I'm believing about you, Holy Spirit? And if he, and if he said yes, um, then, then that's, um, that's great. Say, Holy Spirit, what is the, what is the truth? That's the great part. You're going to want to write that down. So good. Mm -hmm. Now, if you really feel like you've had um, some some accusations coming against you, I, I you know take a moment now and just present that to Jesus and say. Um, you know, this is what I've been experiencing. Can you provide uh, an accurate, like, I mean, just a love that's accurate from you for this, this person and walk in forgiveness, ask, you know, release them, bless them and use the supply that's coming from Jesus's advocacy uh, to just love that person again and allow him to restore it. Remember, you've got this heavenly perspective. You're looking, um, you know, from a place of supply to in, towards any lack. I just release them and bless them. Blessing them is, is really important. Um, it, it definitely it touches something. It helps us know that what we're really experiencing is real. Great. I'm just trying to teach you how to use these tools so that you can just carry them with you. And I do this myself. Uh, I, this, uh, this whole process came from an encounter um, that I had one morning when the father uh, uh, first came up to me and said, I'm your defender. And Jesus came up to me and said, I'm your advocate. And then the Holy Spirit said, I'm your counselor. And then later on, I figured out what he was doing, but I realized I was very, very well represented. And that's what you are, because you're a Christian. You have a right, not just to, I mean, you have a right to hear, you have a right to experience, you have a right to ask questions and get the breakthrough that you need. And um, it, it's just not as hard as um, we've too often made it out to be. These, these tools are accessible. They're, they're, something you can grab a hold of and so that's the end of my activation today but i think you get the idea this tool can be really powerful and um and so and we're allowed we're allowed to hear from god we're allowed to practice that's what colossians was there for we're allowed to practice utilizing our imagination to envision what heaven looks like mm -hmm. i'm telling you about half the time when we do stuff like that uh god sees our faith and he pours out uh, just the most 
radical blessing that he can because that's what he's waiting to do he's just looking for his opportunity yeah absolutely oh josh thank you so much for leading us in that encounter i mean i was just doing the activation as you were doing it i was like and and i've been there in that place too but i was like okay so what am i gonna it was wow uh, it was just that it was just it was so cool because the Lord was showing me so many different aspects of things I hadn't seen before, um, and then as as they were just the, the the Trinity was just ministering too, and then the idea to really look down from this perspective down onto the situation and get heaven's viewpoint on what's going on, and then allow those three to minister. There is such a a place of warmth and comfort and safety with with them, the three yeah. of them, like holding hands, knowing that you're connected, knowing that they're moving on your behalf and that they're wanting to heal anything in us, but also to reveal anything to us. So powerful. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. No problem. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also, um, I want you to uh, tell us how we can get your book, how we can connect with you. But before you do that, I wanted to say to our listeners that if you had an encounter, if you just had something here and you just want to share with us, testimonies are really important. And I'll make sure that I get them to Josh so that he can hear about how his um, guided encounter activation affected you. Uh, Because I think it's important for us to know these things. Um, and to celebrate the goodness of what God has done. And so um, people can send those to me at info at dare, the number two here, H-E-A-R.com. And then I'll make sure to get those to Josh as well. But Josh, um, how can we get your book and how can we connect with you? So uh, the book's on Amazon. I would love for you to pick up a copy. I really, I believe and love this book. Um, I put a lot of intention into it, of course, you know, but I, I actually came out with something that I really love. Um, also when you buy this, I don't get any of the profits. It actually all just goes to Bibles for all, which, uh, buys Bibles for people, um, both abroad and, um, and domestically. Um, so, uh, we've been, uh, buying, buying passion Bibles and Bibles that we love for, uh, kids, uh, and things in different causes that we've come across. Uh, so we'd love to do more of that. So you're, you're buying this book gives us the opportunity to do more of that. Nice. Um, if you love this encounter um, activity, um, then I would uh, recommend uh, picking up our podcast. Uh, it's free. It's on uh, your favorite podcasting channel. It's Abundant Encounters. Um, or you can look up my, my last name if you can spell it. <laughs> Joshua Marsingale. Um, but yeah, and then also we would just love to hear from you. Biblesforall.com is my wife and I as we inherited it from her dad. The, the organization's been um, giving Bibles to people for, for about 30 years. Um, so um, yeah, we would love for you to be a part of that. Biblesforall.com. Perfect. That's wonderful. And we'll have all of those links too in the show notes so that people can just click on those and they can connect with you too. And um, so Josh, again, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for being obedient to write the book and for really uh, walking in humility to um, bring this to us in a way that we can receive it and walk in it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Honestly, I really feel like there's such an importance in uh, allowing voices to be heard from all over the body of Christ. God is doing a lot of things. So it's yes, good to find is. a place that we can listen and hear more about that. 
That's so good. That's so good. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Dare to Hear the podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. Thank you for listening today. I'm Debbie Kitterman. If you've been encouraged in any way, we would love for you to share this, share this podcast with your friends, your family, and also just share about Josh and share about his book Encounters and share with others your testimony, your testimony of what he did with you as you went through this guided encounter as Josh led us together. I am excited for what God is going to do with you guys in this week as you encounter Jesus. I look forward to having you join us next week on a new episode of Dare to Hear the Podcast. Until then, have a blessed week. Because